Crazy, man. You know what? When you said that last time, I was kind of tripping, right? But now... You know what else? I can't help myself. Oh, I can't help myself. I take what I want, don't make me up this souvenir. I can't help myself. Boy, I can't help myself. I gather all this money, I'ma spend it by myself. Now I can't help myself. of a man and me, so soon as I decide that you ain't gonna be shit. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about Steels. And I don't give a fuck about Raheem. I don't give a fuck about myself. Because I ain't shit. I ain't never gonna be shit. been man i've been talked to you well, i talked to you online here and there but yeah uh, i've been good dude um kind of been feeling like a robot <laughs> just Why? like the past work yeah dude and like parent life you know oh yeah well you probably don't i don't think you have any kids you don't no, have any kids right? thank god no <laughs> that yeah. would it's brutal dude it's like uh it's really awesome and it's like really restrictive too at the same time you know yeah i i hear you um fucking a dude uh you have wait one one daughter no i have one son oh okay <laughs> i don't know why i got that yeah i don't know yeah how I got old a little boy how old is he um he's almost one and a half so he's almost oh, 18 months shit. yeah yeah, but he's, like, huge for his age, bro. He's in, like, the 99th percentile for size. So he's, What's like, a big-ass kid. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, oh, like, man. awesome. It's cool. Like, you'd rather your kid be super big rather than super small, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's the same with, like, most things. Like, it's better to have high blood pressure than low blood pressure. Yeah, it's better yeah. to have a lot of dope rather than just a little bit, you know? <laughs> Like, like I'd, I would definitely be sketched out if I bought, like, a $20 bag and it was super fucking huge. I would be like, dude, that's weird. Like, is this some <laughs> bunk or what? But, like, if you get a bag that just has nothing in it, that's, oh. that just sucks all the way. Yeah. Although, yeah, because, actually, I don't know, we, we would, I got this fake dope back in the day when I was still active and uh, 
They called it. My friend was like, oh, that's pigeon's blood. And I was like, what the fuck is pigeon's blood? And it was like black, but it cooked into like this red liquid. And it did nothing when you shot it. And I was just like, oh, was fuck. Was it gooey? No, it was more like clumpy powder, I guess. It was weird. It was, Dude, it was that is, that is shit. definitely weird. It was shit all around because you just did it. And then you're like, oh, well, I don't feel anything. So what the fuck did I just put in my body? You know? All Dude, bad. pigeon's blood sounds like something that would be like super like viscous, like or oh you know, yeah, like, thick. You know, like kind of like yeah. Is that a word? Viscous? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Um, I think so. Like the viscosity would be high on that. But yeah, dude. Like, it's funny because the the only time I ever overdosed, and I actually only overdosed once that I know of. Uh-huh. Uh, the only time I ever overdosed was off of a bag that was super tiny, and I thought I got ripped off, and I didn't. Oh, well, fuck. it was it was fentanyl, but yeah. I had never uh, done fentanyl, and it was so small, and I was like, dude, what the fuck is this? And I like, it was in Minneapolis, and I was working at the Mall of America, and I got <laughs> it off this guy. And I was like, dude, what is this, man? It's like nothing. And he was like, oh, are, are you sure, man? He was like, well, I can give you more if you want, but, like, you should probably just do that and then, like, let me know how you feel. He's like, because I think that'll be enough. And I was like, that sounds kind of fishy. Yeah. So I went and I did it, and I just, like, did it all. And I was, like, pissed as I was doing it because I've been I, I've been ripped off so many times, bro, you know? Yeah, like, it's and- worse. Next thing I knew, I fell out, and I was, like, laying on the floor in the handicap stall, Whoa, which is always fun. great. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, did, whenever you would, uh like, because I know bathrooms are, like, the go-to place, but would you go in the handicap stall or, like, the middle stall or, like, the end stall? <laughs> I would always go in, even when I wasn't, like, 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 tying off, I'd fucking go in the fucking handicap stall. I was, I was a, I guess I was a dick, but if there's, only if there's no one in there, like. I just feel like you have better visibility in the handicap stall. Yeah, like, better range of motion, better everything, you know? Exactly. Those like small can, stalls like, are so confined. Like, fuck. It's like, I'm a tall dude, too. I'd probably, I'd be, like, hitting my elbows on the wall and shit when, like, oh, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. But, um, so wait, when you fell out, like, did someone, like, come and find you or something? Or did you just wake up? Dude, I just woke up, which is, like, really surprising. And I, like, don't know how long it was for, but I'm pretty sure it was about 10 to 15 minutes that I was out. Fuck. Obviously, I didn't, like, overdose to the point where I stopped breathing, but... Yeah. I mean, I overdosed... I don't... You know, like, I don't think I... I've never overdosed to the point where I needed to be revived or anything. Yeah. But, like, I've gotten so dangerously close to that, and, like... That one time, I know that I blacked out. But, like, somehow I woke up on my own. Yeah, dude. And, like, I just, like, stumbled out and then, like, just kept nodding off, like, while staring at myself in the mirror. Like, I wasn't even there. It's almost like I wasn't, like, really there at all. And then, like, a guy, a janitor, like, nudged me and was like, are you okay, man? (laughs) What is going on? And, like, he obviously had never seen anything like that. Because he didn't, like, think, I don't know. He just thought I was, like, sick or something. And then I went back to my kiosk because that's what I was doing was selling some shitty product, Israeli product. At the the Mall of America. America. That place is fucking crazy, dude. Um, Dude, I made so much money there, though, dude. Really? Oh, it was so juicy, yeah. Uh, And, like, 
people will just buy anything. It's kind of crazy, like... Almost more so they'd buy it because it's from Mall of America. Yeah, I'm pretty... Yeah, I think so, because I, I worked in Boston at first for these guys, and they... uh they moved me to mall mall of America cause I was selling it really well. And I was like one of only a few people who uh, spoke English really like fluently, like the Israelis would sell their stuff, but they didn't really speak English very well. But when they got a guy who could speak English, they'd move him to the mall of America. So, and you know, I made a good amount of money, but I also like didn't have any of it. Cause that's when I was pumping dope, you know? Oh yeah. It disappears fucking way too. It disappears faster than you think. It's fucked. Yeah, definitely. Um, so wait, are you from a uh, originally you're from Minneapolis or where are you from originally? No, no, no. No, so I'm from New York. Oh, um, fuck yeah. Originally. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but but like when I was 11, we moved to Florida and I did the rest of my growing up there. Uh-huh. And that's uh, uh where I got addicted to heroin and you know, that's where I had my first everything was Florida. Yeah. And um then I moved for this job to Boston. Oh, and then fuck. I, from there, moved to Minneapolis to work there. But that didn't last very long. And then I got fired because they found rigs in my uh, room. Oh, fuck. And I moved to North Carolina, and that's where I met my fiance. And then I moved to Salt Lake City, and that's where I relapsed. And then we moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and lived there for a while. And then I relapsed there, and then I finally got clean there. And then we moved to California. Now I live 30 miles away from you. Yeah, you wait. Is it you're in Atascadero or Paso? Um, Atascadero. I was in Paso last year, but then uh, we moved to Atascadero. Oh, dude. Yeah, I see. I for the most part, I had a solid rule, like when I was growing up here in San Luis Obispo County, and it was uh, I don't drive above the grade <laughs> because. Oh, the- really. It's yeah, because there's so much weird shit that goes down in uh, Atascadero and Paso, and like yeah, Atascadero's weird, man. It's it's like it's not bad. It's pretty it's pleasant. Bad. It's it's, it's, it's a nice quiet. It's, t- it's like a quiet town. It's you got know? its own weird little flavor to it for sure. Yeah, you know. Well, it just well the thing is, it's like nothing. It's you're not really from Atascadero. You just live there. But the kids that grew up there, they were notorious for just stealing shit. You know, and so Dude, I. See- stealing stuff all the time it's weird like a month ago i saw a homeless guy just walk into vons uh-huh. and just grab a case of beer and just walk out like no big deal like i'd, I'd never seen that in like any of the major metropolises that i've lived oh. in i just saw this guy walk in brazenly and just grab a case of beer and walk out dude oh that's awesome <laughs> it's like it was it was hilarious honestly i would be in <laughs> pasadena and i'd be like Going to, I used to have this thing where I'd steal from grocery stores. So I'd go with like a backpack and I'd just load up on shit I wanted to eat, you know, for the week. And I was just walking out. I was that fucking crazy. And I remember I just like jacked a bunch of like energy drinks or something. And uh, I walk by this dude and he's like this way older, like Hispanic dude. And he fucking grabs a three pack of tall cans and he just stuffs it in his fucking pants right in front of me and i was like i gave him a nod like yeah i'm stealing too buddy this is that's a life <laughs> it's just like went all with my day but um no like they would the tweakers there everyone i know who tweaks who was like a tweaker up there they fucking love to jack shit and they now they have these apps like uh let go and offer up and stuff they're fucking selling yeah. mad shit like i would fucking be i'd go to my dealers back in the day and I remember, like, I let one of them crash in my house back in the day, 
And then I look up and he's got like all these Calvin and Hobbes books with like my initials on them and stuff. And he's reading them. I'm like, oh, cool. You like Calvin and Hobbes too, huh? And he was like, yeah, man. I, I found these from fucking, I don't know. I, was, I like, he's like, I've really liked them ever since I was a kid. I'm like, oh, yeah, whose initials are those? It was just so, oh, my God. It was fucking, it's it a trip. Dude. Oh, yeah, dude. It was dude, fucking the worst. Monkeys are having to evolve, man. Like, it's oh, crazy. I know. Like, With technology. Yeah. The whole like Home Depot racket that doesn't work anymore, and it like oh, just stopped. You did that too. You did the Home Depot oh, racket too. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, they they yeah, we, they put my name on a list. <laughs> we would steal those. Um, what were they? They they were like electric panels or something. Like they had. They were they worth were a switches. lot of money, and they were small yeah, too, they huh? Were like forty, fifty, sixty, seventy dollars a pop, man. And they they fit and, in your pocket uh, really nice. Yeah, like six of them fit in your pocket yeah. really nice. Dude. Yeah, so man, you would you like, would also, you would go and return them and get store credit and then trade it and shit, right? And then you, yeah, and then you slash the gift card for like 50% or whatever. Yep, and then, exactly. You know, go about your day. I mean, but man, like, don't, like the stealing, bro, like, because for the mo- most, like, I'm not like some people. When I, like, when I'm on a run, I don't have a job. Like, yeah. I don't. Like, no. I, I, I will do whatever it takes. And like for the yep. first two years of my addiction, I would just steal to uh, support my habit. And like, kind of like the homeless bum, <laughs> I would just walk to Target and just grab flat screens and just walk out. And oh, I got man. away with that like six times, I think. And then on the seventh time, I wasn't the one who went in. Well, like me and my buddy would take turns, but we were successful six times. And then on the seventh or eighth time, I think it was his turn to go in and my turn to be the getaway driver. Oh, and he got busted. And you, you, he got busted right in front of you. Like you had to like take off or what? Yeah, I had to take off. Dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't stick around for that. Well, mess. yeah, you're, it's, there's nothing. If it's out of your hands, like what's the point? Yeah, you're just I mean, going to get busted already, too. Like, we knew we knew what the deal was, you know. But like, yeah, dude. Um, we were we were on bars and stuff, and oh, you know, you just don't care at all. Like, yeah, it's it, dude. It's it's crazy. Like, the difference between a life in sobriety and a life, you know, on on the shit, man, on the shit. Like, it's it's so like polarized. Like now, oh, it couldn't be it couldn't be more like a far apart. You know? Yeah, and and you know what, Brian? Like, I I think I figured it out. Like, I think I just figured out why that lifestyle. Like, it's not just the drugs that people are addicted to. It's not. It's the chaos. I really don't think it is. It's you think chaos. about it, the high is like not that like great, man. It's like not that amazing. It really isn't if you think about it. Yeah. It's not. And I think it's the lifestyle. That's at least half of the battle because like, if you think about it, when you're hooked on the shit, especially when you're like going through withdrawals and stuff, it's like, that is your only object. Like, it's like living in the jungle, dude. Like literally, like imagine like, that's a good analogy. Years ago when, like, years and years ago when we, before de- like devolve everything, like your objective was to like stay warm and eat. Yeah. And like, that was it. And I feel like when, when we're, you know, when we're using, like when I'm addicted, when I'm, when I'm uh, in the cycle, man, like I have one objective and you almost like, like now, you know, like I have like 20 objectives throughout my day. It's <laughs> so small. 
I just got to do this thing. So I can, I got to drive my car here and put on this and make sure these clothes are clean. And I got to cook food for my son. So, and my fiance and for me, so we can like be healthy. And then we go to work and do this and like got to pay this and pay that, like all these little objectives. But when you're on the dope, bro, it's just that, like, it's just that. And sometimes it can take all day to do just that. Yeah. Like, dude, it would take till like, Sometimes it would take till 8 p.m. until, it, like, I got right. Oh, <laughs> like, not often. I usually got right by, like, 1, 2, or 3 in the yeah. afternoon. But, man, like, it doesn't matter. You're not going to eat until you get that dope, you know? And, like, I just, I, I think that's it, man, is, like, it's the lifestyle that's really hard to break away from for a lot of for most of us, at least. And I don't know, dude, like, it's weird, like, drugs man like kind of suck they but like they do so much for you too like they do like well i'd say different drugs do definitely do different things like you know like i'd say like dmt was like probably the most positive experience i've had of all the drugs but at the same time like the price that came with you know getting to the point where i could obtain that was like so much else, you know, so much on the other side of the coin. So, yeah, I, just... I never took DMT, man. Like, surprisingly enough, uh, I've done a lot of what's out there. And the closest thing I ever did to DMT was shrooms. And I did shrooms twice. And it, yeah, it was amazing both times. I mean, it changed my life for sure. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, like, I had a really positive experience on that. Yeah. And uh, I, like, you know, DMT see well isn't DMT the one where you do it and it like lasts 20 minutes or something yeah it lasts 20 minutes um but see it's 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 like really intense but uh and it's it likes it's like similar to salvia in that they're both like 20 minutes and like intense visuals intense everything but I'd say the difference is salvia I was like I was terrified and uh and when you take DMT, it's, like, impossible to be, like, scared of anything, you know? Like, you could even think you were, like, dying in the trip, and you would just be totally okay with it. You're, like, at peace with just, literally, literally everything. Yeah. yeah, so, like... Does it have sort I'm I'm guessing it does. It has sort of the ego removal effects that uh, yeah. psilocybin does? Oh, yeah. It has that. Yeah. It, it's, like... I've had, see, I've had different types of DMT, so I've had some that were really introspective, and then I've had some that were just really insane visuals, and then you're kind of, like, self-reflectant afterwards, but they're all, okay. like, it's hard to, like, even have, like, an accurate description of it, because it's so, the, the visuals are so fucking intense. So, is it, it, it is, like, similar, though, to the trip of, of shrooms, though, right? Uh, it's similar, but, um, like shrooms, you're at, you're coherent enough to know like where, like where you are, you know, oh, okay. DMT, if you blast off, you're like, definitely it's like outer body. Like you're floating through space, abducted by aliens, like crazy shit, like four wow. dimensional patterns, just constantly morphing and shifting and in, like to di- into different like patterns and shit. It was just crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember, I remember being on shrooms with my best friend and we could barely like keep it together walking down the street to the beach front <laughs> to 
sunset. It was hard enough for us to do that. We just like kept staring at everybody just glazed over in their cars, like, and we're just so tripped out by it. Yeah. But then when we got there, it was just like perfection, dude. It was like silent and the sky was like purple and orange and red and like yep. it just looked like the most beautiful painting ever, dude. And the like beach was just I don't know, man. It was it was life changing for sure. Like and it's crazy because we're supposed to be able to like reach that not under the influence, but we're like so far removed from that because of the like, you know, crud that's just bombarded at us every day, all day by ourselves and by, you know, just evolution itself. Well, yeah. Technology, I think is definitely made the shift and like the, you know, like the overall, like, I don't know, perception of the whole world. I think it's been changing everything because now we have access to every piece of information everywhere in the world. But what comes with that is like all the, you know, debt, like, you know, police brutality and fucking, now, yeah. like, I don't know, like, what what's what fucking trips me out is how people are, like, I guess, arguing with each other po- politically on the internet. And then, you know, like, people will, like, ex- try to expose them and get their sponsorships taken away and, like, just crazy shit now. <laughs> like, that's just, like, I think technology is advancing at a faster rate than, like, our policymakers are able to pass bills into laws that, like, kind of regulate all this crazy shit that's going on you know so. yeah it's it's crazy when you look at where we've come in the past 10 years and i don't i don't i don't dude i you know like i, I don't think it's uh i don't think it's a great direction we're headed in to be honest with you man like i i don't and uh i think that we are lonelier than ever and it's I mean, if you ask a person why, you know, a heroin addict or a drug addict, why they use outside of like trauma, you know, from like inflicted on them by another person or a certain event. Yeah. I feel like loneliness is probably like the leading reason for their using, you know? Yeah. Like we're lonely as fuck, dude. (laughs) Like, you know, like even the people we're close to, we're like close to them, but we're not because we're lonely because well, we're, we're so mostly distracted. talking through our fucking cell phones. Now we're on social media as far as communication. Yeah, it's like not person to person. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. Exactly. Um, like I, I know that my fiance and I, I know that we're both like good people and we're made of the right stuff. Like a lot. And a lot of people are too. A lot. It's, you know, it's different levels, but like, you know, like we're still like capable, very capable of being shitty as fuck to each other. And it's weird. But then again, like everything's on a scale. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all perspective. Like we're not shitty to each other in the sense that we'll like call each other names or like threaten each other. But like we're shitty in the way that we can like not totally just like not pay attention to the other one or disregard the other one. And like that's shitty. And I feel like, you know, outside of, blaming ourselves i feel like we could totally blame like you know society for the direction that it's headed in and i don't know i don't think that lays at anyone's any specific person or set of people's feet it's just an unfortunate thing like i think that this is just like we are not an infinite species like we're definitely gonna die out and i feel like we probably like eclipsed our peak like 
but already, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it might be starting to trend downwards from here. And that's a depressing thought. And I think that's why a lot of people use drugs, but I I'm just, I'm just glad, man, I reached the point where like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a desire to do that to myself anymore. And it's, you know, maybe I just have enough things distracting me. That's a big part of it. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the way I see it is we are, we could possibly as a, uh, species, we could probably be the ones that engineer our, our own, um, extinction. You know, we could probably trigger yeah, exactly. that. You know, you, you, you just said what I said in five sentences and in, in one sentence, man, like that's literally that's what I mean. I don't see any other explanation. I mean, I don't see how all these advancements are good for us in any way. Like, well, at the very least, the, the, habitable. yeah, the way the, at the very least, the way I see it is we're at least witnessing the beginning stages or symptoms of a society that's collapsing. Like the at least as far as like our exactly, American government bro. and stuff. <laughs> Like capitalism right now, it's gotten to the point where it's like, it's it's like morphed into something more sinister than what we were accustomed to before. You know, we're seeing all this like scandal and shit. You know, like, and um, yeah. the dissatisfaction is not only growing about that, but like the disconnect with people is like further apart than ever before. You know, like. Even polit like not just politically, but politically especially, like polar, like you know, the opposite ends of the spectrum couldn't be more spaced out and more extremist, uh, and like than ever before. And like you know, we're disconnected on through uh, you know, technology. We're like we're we we are not, and then the, at the same time, we're like our, uh, you know, our dollar bill is like stretching thinner and thinner, and like people are losing jobs. Like you could see in cities where there's like major like layoffs and stuff there's a huge spike in like opiate abuse or addiction of any kind you know so yeah it's just like there's plenty of reason to but it so it makes it that much more challenging and then especially if you're you know put in some kind of like situation where your criminal record is like preventing you from getting a job it just makes it harder it's just like it's kind of fucked yeah, yeah. so hey, tell me about it like i when i when i first picked up a rig and put heroin in me, man. Like there was something wrong with me. And yeah. what it was, was a realization of the like turmoil that I was in because I was just like astounded at like how much, how little I knew. And like, I don't know, to be honest, like shrooms was kind of a contributing factor to it. Like, it enlightened me and then it like greatly depressed me. And I was like, wow, like nothing is what I thought it was at yeah. all. And like, actually there's like a whole, and you know, I realized a lot of shitty things and I wanted to like blame somebody for it or some group of people. And I think the difference between then, you know, which was about four years ago and now, or five years ago and now is that now I realize there isn't like one set of people or one person or one group of people to blame this on really. Like, it's like literally just how it's going to go. It's like, you got to like step back and like, look at it and realize like, we're just all a human race and we're all each individually trying to survive. And we do that in different ways. And like, we <laughs> manipulate our host, you know, in a manner of speaking and, it's not, it's not sustainable. It's just not, you know? Oh yeah. 
It's crazy. Like, like I, but I realize now that like I can't blame anybody else for my problems, and I think that's why I got sober. Like everybody has fucking problems, and I wanted to blame. Like for five years, I wanted to blame whoever I could for my problems. Yeah. And now I realize like I kind of can't. Like I was so pissed for so long, like about me having a criminal record because I got caught with heroin. You know, like that's my only felony. Like I got caught. I didn't mean, excuse me. I didn't get caught with heroin. I got caught asking for heroin over the phone and I have a felony for that. Where, what and state were you so, when you got that? That was Florida. Oh, okay. And they're pretty tough on it, man. Like I got caught with heroin in Salt Lake city and they let me go. They just like took the dope and let me go. But like in Florida, they tapped my phone and recorded me asking for boy over the phone. And I got a felony and did six months in jail. And now I'm a convicted felon for that. It's like, what? Like, okay, cool. I'm a felon now. But like, and I was so mad, man, like so mad. But like now it's almost like I haven't forgiven, you know, the Lake County court in, in Florida. I haven't forgiven them per se. Like it's totally okay. Like it's not okay that they did that, but I like can't blame them for that anymore because it's like, well, why did they do that? They did that, you know, to put food on their plate. Like, you know, like was it unethical? Yeah, probably. And they're probably going to get like what's coming to them for that. And it, I just have to believe now at this point that it's going to balance out and I can't let it affect my life anymore. And like, I think I finally like, like a year, at least a year into my sobriety, I think I finally like let that resentment go that I'm a convicted felon for asking for drugs. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and to be honest, like there are ways to get felonies off your record. Um, if you, yeah, you, if you gotta look money, into right? it, what's up? If you have money, right? Well, you, at the very least you have to like, the, there's definitely options. Like, and you could go, uh, you could get asked to be scheduled back to court and have a different judge look at like different things. And at the very least, like I know someone who got pardoned, uh, there's a certain Senator or something here in California. He does a certain amount of pardons, uh, every year. And if uh, you could, I mean, at the very least you write him a letter. I, I had two felonies on my record and was somehow got lucky to be able to get them. Not only, uh, reduced to misdemeanors but then i was able to get those misdemeanors off my record you know so oh, wow. it, it's not easy but it's definitely possible uh i like actually had one judge here in san luis obispo who was actually like legit and like you know uh sincerely like willing to like help people out you know if they showed improvement so yeah sometimes it comes down to if you're as that as lucky as that to, you know, do that. So, uh, but yeah, I thought it do when I had those felonies, it wasn't easy getting a job. It was not easy, you know? So. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I'm lucky to have the job that I have right now <coughs> and it doesn't pay great by any means. <laughs> it's not a high paying job, but yeah, at least I'm not working at McDonald's. Dude. Well, I had the, uh, I had the opportunity. I just turned down a job just to go to a uh, residential, you know? So, oh, okay. Yeah. I was uh, going to be head of, uh, I guess the meat department at this new sprouts that was opening up and had benefits and stuff. I was just like, dude, that's a good gig. Yeah, I know. I should have fucking took it, but it was like, well, 
if if you it, should it, do what you think is right for you, you know. Yeah. Well, at the time I was like thinking, what's it gonna matter if, uh, you know, I don't have a solid like foundation of recovery, you know, built under me? Because um, I uh, I don't know, dude. Like I was do like. You go a, to yeah, I do, but I was like a chronic relapser. Like I, I w- could wean off like easy, very easily, but uh, my problem was like, you know, even if I, I, you know, I got up to like almost, well, I got, I would get a year clean at the most, you know, and then I would fall back into old ways. So it was just like, I mean, I have like real, I'm really fresh right now. I'm just getting over a fucking uh, a cold and shit, so. Um, it's just fucking, well, it's like a regular cold, but it's just, I don't know, dude. I have like a, just a, about over a week right now, you know, like I've like just in nine days, you know, so I probably sound like shit, but it could have been you worse. Have nine you know? days from everything. Yeah. That's but, good, man. That's fucking nine days, dude. Yeah, I know. Like that's a long time. And I know you hear that in meetings a lot. But that really is a long time. Like, that's fucking over a week, dog. Yeah. So, I mean, and I know I could get more. I, dude, I like I get up to like two months, six months, and then I'll fall back. But um, yeah, you know, I I heard this guy one time in rehab say like, oh, you know, I don't know what it is, man, but every time I hit that like right around that ninety days mark, I just start getting that itch, man, and like. I always seem to go out at 90 days. And, like, I just feel like him saying that to himself, like, iterating that out loud to other people, it only, like, you know, and I know this so, like, totally sounds like the law of attraction, like, the fucking, like, craze back in 2011 when everyone was obsessed with that. But, like, you know what I mean. Like, if you just keep, if you keep telling yourself something, like you say you're a chronic relapser and I've heard you say that before on your podcast and you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to identify as that, at least in my opinion. I mean, you can look at the past and draw conclusions that you have chronically relapsed before, but that doesn't have to be who you are. Yeah. You know, like you could totally like be a person who's absolutely capable of long-term recovery. And, you know, that just has to be what you're, you know, it has to be what you're, interested in like if you're interested in that man it's like totally there for you and like dude the fact that you're not dependent on drugs and you're not like withdrawing or sick or anything is like such a huge advantage that you have over so many other people man like but like and you know i'm not trying to say you shouldn't go to uh inpatient like if you think you should then by all means you definitely should especially if you have the means to you know but but like dude it's awesome that you have nine days and that from the sound of it, you're not dependent, right? You're not like dependent in any way. Like you're not, you're not sick right now. Right. Well, no, but I had like, um, I had like always have a safety net. So I would take like subutex or suboxone for like two, three days at the most. And then I would just yeah. stop, switch to Kratom, like weed my way down. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, dude, I have a buddy at work and he did that. And he find and he just got off the kratom like a few weeks ago, and you know I don't think he's lying to me, but he's told me that he told me that he's been off kratom for three weeks now, and he was on on the kratom for a few months after getting off the dope, you know. Yeah. So I mean, my experience with kratom was terrible, dude. Like I, 
I overshot it or something, dude, but it was so bad for me. Like, because I bought like the straight powder and I bought the uh, red, whatever. I Ming Da what or called. something. Yeah. Some, yeah. Ming Da. Yeah. yeah. I bought, I bought like a kilogram of it, dude. Oh, fuck. Of just straight powder. Yeah. And I had no way to like take it. And I didn't know how, to, like, I didn't know you could make tea out of it. I just knew that it helped because I had done the capsules before. Yeah. And this was when I was on like three Suboxone, or no, I was on two, two Suboxone a day, like two strips a day. Oh, fuck. And like when I didn't have that, you know, I'd be shooting, you know, like maybe $60, $80 worth of dope a day. And so I bought a kilogram and like, I would like have to find creative ways to to eat it dude because i couldn't drink it it just tasted like dirt man it was so bad and it would upset my stomach but it would help the withdrawals for like three hours i'd be good but so i made up this one way i don't know how i made it up but i would take a piece of bread like a piece of shitty white bread and i'd rip the crust off and then i'd take a tablespoon of the kratom and i'd put it in the center of the bread oh, and then i'd the crumble, fuck? i'd crunch the bot the 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 white bread i'd just crunch it up and make these like bread bombs and i had to make like five of them and i'd just try to swallow them whole so that the taste of kratom kratom <laughs> wouldn't touch my tongue and i'd just be swallowing these whole slices of bread without the crust on it oh my like God. whole dude yeah to it get was like you were down. you were parachuting kratom like yeah, little exactly. bombs little bombers with bread. with bread little bread bombers yeah. Oh my god! And that was not sustainable, and I ended up like throwing up on the fourth time, fourth day of doing. I lasted about three days with the bread bombs, and then I just couldn't do it anymore, man. So then I fucking, you know, I relapsed. I went out and got dope, but wow, fucking hey, yeah, dude, that kratom shit was rough for me. But I have, but I have, I have, I've had multiple buddies who swear by it, and they've both gotten like clean and off of everything with it, which is great, dude. Like. And I heard they're trying to classify it as schedule, whatever. Like they tried, they tried, but they we uh, there's so many people that protested that uh, they took it off of the uh, schedule one. Oh, really? So, so I'm no. surprised that that worked. Yeah, I, I'm. Tr yeah, me too. Because you know the DEA are pretty persistent and stubborn, but uh, yeah, they did. They they took it off and agreed that until there's more research done on it, they uh, are not going to classify it. So, the, but they oh, are okay. they are actively doing research to try and so find something bad for you about it, <laughs> you know. So, because yeah. uh, it was like, I was ordering kratom from this website, and um, you when that all that went in effect, a lot of them just stopped selling it, went down, and then right after it got overturned, uh, they fucking now there's like all these new sites that pop back up. So, but yeah, the the taste is really bitter. Taste is super Dude. fucking bitter. And like, yeah, I would order like kilos of fucking kratom for like, of powder for like hundred twenty bucks, I think. And uh, I would sit on it, but yeah, you you, I would just mix it with orange juice because it's so bitter. I tried to counteract that with like something sweet, and it still tastes yeah. like shit. I just downed it, and people were like, "How the fuck do you do that?" Like, yeah, I I wasn't that smart when I had, dude. When I'm on heroin, man, I'm like, I get like three or four levels dumber for some reason. I don't know what, <laughs> and I just like don't understand basic shit. Like you counteract a bitterness with a with something sweet. Like I didn't even, I don't know. Well, probably, it still did. It didn't work that well. It didn't really work that well. But uh, it still tastes like shit. It was just less shittier and more 
<laughs> able to swallow. Like I'd have to drink it all at once. But uh, like I'm the kind of person I would try. I would like if I am faced with a task that is like shitty and I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. I'll just like try to do it as fast as power, as efficiently as possible. Like I'll be a great worker. Like I am a good worker. I have good work ethic. I fucking don't like any job. I've never liked almost any job I've ever had, dude. And and I'm such a great worker that like people tell me I work hard. Some people tell me I work too hard. Like I, you need, you know, need to chill. It's because I fucking hate the shit and I just want to get it the fuck over with. That's how <laughs> I was with Tatum when I first got it. I was like, all right, well, I got to eat this shit that fucking tastes like dirt. So I'm just going to take a spoonful of Kratom and just shove it in my mouth and drink, chase it with water. Oh. And I would, and I did that. And oh. man, like that sounds so some bad. Of these pukes that I had, some of these Kratom pukes that I had were like the worst kind of pukes where you're you taste like it when it comes back up. Yeah. Involuntarily just shoving it out of you, dude. Like expelling. That's the and, yeah. You taste it twice. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like it is, it is cool. It is beneficial though. Like I would stop taking it dozens of times and I never like got like really any come down or withdrawal off of it. So it was like, but I knew fucking, uh, I would get that really, really bad withdrawal worse than dope if I did methadone or suboxone for too long. So that's why I was like, I only dabbled I'm, enough to taper down like immediately. I'm pretty sure that. There is a withdrawal with Kratom. I'm pretty sure there oh, is. Oh, yeah, for some people there is. There is, for some people. Uh, I was on subs, and I successfully, like, used the Kratom capsules for over a week. And I don't know if that's enough time to get the sub out of your system to where if you stopped taking the Kratom, would you be detoxing from Kratom or Suboxone at that point? I'm pretty sure you'd be mostly detoxing off Kratom if you made it a week on the Kratom off the Suboxone. And I did that and I withdrew and it was like a slightly different withdrawal. I was more like, it wasn't as bad in terms of like tiredness and fiending for shit. Like I wasn't fiending and I wasn't, my bones weren't like aching, but I was fidgety. Like I had the restlessness bad. I had the restlessness even worse yeah. than like so. And, and I don't know, dude, I, I went 11 days one time, cold turkey, trying to detox off subs. And I, I, I made it 11 days and it had not gotten better, dude. It was like, that was besides precipitated withdrawal, a regular sub withdrawal is the worst, was the worst for me. Granted, I've never uh, been on methadone long-term. I only did methadone six days one time, but coming off subs is fucking rough dude yeah like, well, the half-life is way like like stronger so it takes longer to get out of your system so it was with methadone i did 21 d de- 21 day detox for methadone twice and the last like three days it really kicks in and then you're just feeling like lethargic for weeks and shit it sucks dude have you ever gone into precip what's that precipitated withdrawal oh uh, no i don't think so no oh yeah dude Ryan, bro, like, dude, okay, so you're on dope, right? You're using dope, and then you, like, run out of dope, and you go to sleep, and then you wake up, and you're like, damn, I don't have any dope, and I don't have any money, but I have this sub, and oh, shit. Oh, like yeah, a, yeah, 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 and then like you take it too early. Nose, my eyes are a little watery. I think I'm sick, man, and I can't see any way to get right, so 
I must have, I guess I got to take this sub. And then you take the sub and fucking 15, 20 minutes later, wham. Like, dude. You feel way worse. Worse than regular sickness, bro. Like, worse. Yeah. Like, dude, like your chest, like, locks up on you, dude. It's like, dude, it's worse than cotton fever. It's worse. Dude, I wouldn't wish it on the fucking guy who bullied me all fifth grade year. Like, I wouldn't wish it on him, dude. And I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> you know? Like, dude, man. Dude, precipitated withdrawals suck. And the last precipitated one I had, I actually shot the sub, which, and then if you oh, can imagine. Fuck. That That's hit, instant. You're instant. like, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. Okay, I'm going to shoot this sub. And then you shoot the sub. And okay, now, like, okay. You, you get, like, stoned. Like, you get so you get so fucking sick, it's almost like you're stoned, bro. Oh, that's Like, fucked. you're high on weed, but in, like, a real, real... It's like it hurts so bad you hallucinate. Yeah, dude. One time, me and my buddy both precipitated together, dude. Our own. I shot him up with a sub, and then I shot myself up with a sub. And right as I was pushing the plunger in my arm, he was like, bro... He's like, bro, I don't fucking feel good, bro. What the fuck is going on, bro? <laughs> and I was like, what? What do you What do you mean? What's like? We're both sick. What's up, <laughs> dude? It was oh, fucking so sick. fucked. And, and he just, just proceeded to puke in the toilet and scream. He was just screaming and throwing up at the same time. I remember that shit, man. Oh and we had to, fuck. We had to do dope like four times just to like get out of it. Cause that's the only thing that will get rid of it. More sub won't get rid of it. Uh-uh. You know? Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I, I remember when I got Narcan I for the second time. They were fucking the, whoever hit me with uh with the Loxone, they had hit me four times and I was so in the such a bad withdrawal. And they had dunked. I've my... always heard conflicting things about the fucking Narcan. I've never been shot shot up with it i've never been revived with it and i'm curious as to like the functionality like how does it work okay so you come back blocks your receptors do you get you wake up and withdrawal because some people have said yes and some people have first time first time i did it second time i did but the first time i did i I was like using i was like fresh the first time i got hit i was like relapsed and used for just for a couple days and then uh the second time I had a- active use, but they had dunked my body in the shower before to try and revive me, and I wasn't coming. So then they hit me four times, and I woke up soaking wet. So I was freezing, just like shaking. And then uh, they dabbed they dabbed me out with uh, black for like three three or four hits, and then I finally like came out of it. I was like, whoa, fuck, that was fucking crazy. Uh, okay, but then you weren't sick. No, no. Then I could wean off, okay. which I did. I I heard this one guy, and I don't remember where I heard it from. It wasn't like a conversation, but I heard this one guy say how he overdosed, got revived with Narcan, was sick, and then it went away, and he got high again without getting hot, without doing more drugs. Like the sickness goes away after a while, and then you get re high again. Like I I don't understand how that worked. Uh, like what the hell he was talking about. Well, like, I guess it depends on how much there. of the sub is, or how much of the Narcan it, they took or how much of the dope they were dependent on their tolerance. I think it's like a lot of things come into play when it comes about getting Narcan, you know, like, yeah, so it's hard to say, but it's not, it's definitely a shitty experience. 
like my uh, using dreams are different now forever because of those uh, Narcan experiences. Like before I would get, uh, before I got Narcan, I would get dreams where I'm like cooking up and I'm about to hit. And as soon as the needle goes to my arm, uh, <laughs> I wake up pissed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can never, you can never complete the, getting high it just you get so close i i know exactly what you're talking about I've yeah heard that before too. well my like, friend yeah my way. friend told me he has dreams where he's about to hit he holds the needle to his arm and the syringe turns into rubber so every time he tries to put it in it bends and shit like it's a prop yeah, or something it, it's the same it's the same modal or i don't know what the word is it's the same like function as when you're a teenager and you're dreaming about that hot girl at high school and she's like into you in your dream and you go up and you guys start taking your clothes off. And then before anything happens, you wake up. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. But the, the, but the, yeah, but now after, since I've gotten Narcan twice, my using dreams are, are totally different. So oh, yeah. now whenever I have a, a using dream, it's like I'm holding the needle up and I do hit and I register and then I oh, over, wow. and then I overdose, and then I'm like freaking out in my dream, oh, thinking I'm overdose. I'll wake up, and the first five seconds, I'll think I'm like dead or something. You know, it's like a night. Now it's like a night terror. So fucked, so fucked. It doesn't yeah, happen that suck. often. I haven't had those in a while. Oh, you got those too? Had yeah, they're, 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 yeah, night terrors. Fuck yeah, they suck, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. But, um, like, they they don't bother me as much as like. I don't know, like, I guess cravings, see, for me, I would actually take Kratom, the white vein, and it would help with cravings more than it even helped with physical withdrawal, you know, like, every time I had a craving oh, really? to fight it off, I would take Kratom in, like, 15, 20 minutes, the craving would just go away, you know? Yeah. Um, but usually, it would start immediately, and then it would, like... But, like, completely. say you were dope sick, like, it wouldn't help your sickness as well? Uh, It helps, it does help a little, but I would say methadone and suboxone are help more. Like, but yeah. even then that's like, that's why I would only take that, that for like three, four days. And then I'd taper down with Kratom, stop taking that. And then I'd be good. And maybe smoke some weed every now and then, you know? So yeah, that was just my, and it worked great. I, I weaned every time. So this time, yeah, I just had some subutex, like two milligram subutex. I took a couple for a couple of days, and and then I just like I barely even used kratom this time because I was so low on like whatever I bought. But it was like, yeah, I didn't really feel that that much. But see, I do that. I would do that every couple of weeks anyway. So it was like I wasn't going months and months on end. I was like every yeah. you know now and then I would just like do a little wean and then like get my tolerance down and. But then I would always like flow back, whether it be weeks or months or whatnot. So, dude, yeah, it's funny. I had my, I had a buddy, and he was just the expert wiener. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> whatever he had, whether it was a lot or a little bit, he could fucking make it work, dude. He made it work. And like, I never saw the dude sick hardly ever, except at the very end, right when I moved away. <laughs> I saw him really sick one time. I caught him like hella dope sick. But outside of that one time, dude, I would never catch him yawning or teary-eyed or, or nothing or complaining ever. But, you know, he wasn't a very excitable guy. Like, I'm, you know, 
my voice, like when I talk, I go, I, you know, I have ranges in my voice where you can easily identify how I'm feeling. Yeah. This guy was the polar opposite and you could just fucking never tell if he was stoked on life or if he was hating shit. And like, I, it just drove me insane. I was like, dude, I can never get a read on you. And also how the fuck are you not dope sick right now? Like me. And he just, whatever he had, he'd make it work. And then if he had to like go a few days without, he'd space his shit out. I just never understood that dude. And I like, I don't know if he's any less or more of an addict than I was. I don't know. Like I, it's just, it's so crazy to me that, that like people could be like that. Cause I definitely was the farthest thing from that. Like I would just do all my shit. Oh, you know? yeah. The worst, the worst time I felt the worst sick was when I'd moved back uh, here from LA, you know, I was just facing all these uh, court cases from uh, working at the dispensary and uh, yeah. I quit that job and I had like pretty hefty going away check. So, you know, um, I gave a bunch of it, that, most of it to close. my parents and I was sitting on a few thousand dollars. So I was like doing like this, uh, this thing, it was, they said it was like China white, but it was, uh, they called it the magic and it was like super, super laced with fentanyl. So I was like yeah. struck out on that. And so when I moved up here, uh, I had no connection. So I was just like, just moved back, uh, to, you know, central coast. And, uh, I just, w I remember waking up just in the worst cold sweats ever, just like freezing, covered in sweat. And then the next yeah. day, you know, uh, my my girlfriend at the time had come with me, but I was like, I don't know, like she was like hiding out and shit in my room and fucking. She was like, she called our LA dealer. She's like, Jose said he'll front us a bag, and I was, we were actually had signed up for the methadone program, but they said, oh, we can't take you till Friday. And then Wednesday night was so bad. Thursday, she uh, she was like. Uh, he'll front us a bag and I was like fuck it let's go so we drove all the way to LA 180, 180 miles on a half ticket of gas <laughs> I took some Kratom and I'm like fucking uh, just Dude, barely so here you drove to LA for a guy to front you a bag yeah yeah it was a half gram of this like strong ass shit and uh, Dude. I we didn't I only had a half ticket of gas I didn't think I, would, I didn't even know if I was gonna make it and so uh, and I'm so sick that my arms, I could barely lift my arms to fucking to hold the steering wheel. I was just like, yeah. and that we've somehow yeah. on fumes made it to LA. Um, then uh, we actually had to stop and put like fucking 65 cents in the tank just to be safe. We go to downtown LA and I'm parked at this gas station in the parking lot in downtown. I'm waiting for my girl to get back with the bag and she comes back and, uh, oh my God, dude, it was like, I just was like so sick. I just did the shot right there. Like, I didn't care who saw, I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And we took, yeah, like you said, like took more than one, uh, shot to like get us well. Like the first one was good, but I was like, I'm still sick. So I fucking, uh, did, we did a second one and then we were like, not only well, but we were like pretty loaded. And then, uh, we did like one more. We, like a small one and we left we, like cotton rinse or something we left and uh then we had to fucking go because we were trying to get uh money to get back into town uh so we had her mom wire us money from walmart first walmart didn't couldn't like their money transfer was down so we had to go all the way to, from downtown to pasadena or arcadia or something like that or arcada or whatever and fucking uh get 
that money transfer from that Walmart and then get enough gas to get enough gas to make it back home. It was so fucked. And then the next Friday we went, we started the methadone program, but it was fucked. It was so bad. I didn't know. Love the adventures. What's that? <laughs> you gotta love those adventures, dude. <laughs> oh, there was a mission and a half, dude. It was fucked. Our friend Stoner Steve, who lived there in uh, L.A., he was fucking. Uh, he was like fucking getting wired money from my friend, who was like working jobs on power plants like all over the fucking country. So when he'd work at a different state, he would just get mailed dope like constantly. And I don't know how they were able to keep it that that racket up for. They never got caught, so. I don't know. It's fucking like if you want dope, you can get it. It's like not hard. Like, not not like nowadays. But oh, it's been like an hour. I gotta go fucking do the dishes right now and shit. My fucking my mom fucking like sprained her fucking uh, ankle or something because she di- she does these silk dyes. Like she dyes these. She has like this uh, fabric art studio in the house, and she likes to do do it like it's like dyeing silk. Like basically. And all these designs make scarves and stuff. But she'll tie the the fabric around this giant PVC pipe, like wide-ass PVC pipe, and then stain them and they'll dry. So we have all these PVC pipe all around the house, and one fell over and it hit her right square in the ankle barefoot. Like, you know? And so... And sprained her ankle? Oh, yeah, she's so fragile too, dude. Like, she'll like barely get like bumped up against something and get a giant bruise. So her ankle looked all the ways, like, fucked up. She's been limping around the house. I've been having to, like, take care of certain things for her and stuff because it's just, like, she can't fucking walk, <laughs> you know? I was, like, well, crazy. She doesn't, she's not going to go, uh, has she gone to the doctor for it or anything? Yeah, or they went to like the, that? well, they went to the ER, and she has a little, it's not like a cast, but it's like a little brace she, they have her wear. So I don't think it was a break. Uh, I don't think it fractured a bone, but. I just heard a giant screech, the like, you know, out of nowhere when I was at the house. I was like, "What the fuck?" So, I mean, I'm, I'm the youngest of uh, of uh, four, the only son, three sisters, and uh, they're all older. And um, I'm 35, so they're like, my parents are reaching like their 80s, you know, or they're like mid 80s right now. Yeah, they're old. Yeah, and oh, you wow. wouldn't, you wouldn't even be able to tell they don't they don't look. They don't look it, you know. They've aged pretty well, so. Dude, I have some hella young parents, man. My parents right. had me when they were both nineteen, so they're like barely forty-eight or forty-eight right now. Yeah, they're forty-eight. Oh shit, that's like half the fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm twenty-eight. Yeah, they're forty-seven. They're forty-seven right now, dude. Yeah. It's not. <sighs> yeah, that's that's crazy, dude. Well, yeah, I mean. Hopefully your mom, your mom, she doesn't like take opiates or nothing, and that, like stuff like that won't be like lying around the house free, free for like free to grab, right? Wait, what's that? I'm just saying your mom's not gonna have like a bunch of opiates chilling at the house, right? Well, she does, but I mean, I, I'm not taking them. That's like Vicodins or stuff. That's just a like, cock tease. Like I wouldn't, that wouldn't even do anything to me, you know? <laughs> Pop those the like Tic Tacs, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, dude, that's funny. <laughs> dude, it's crazy how sim how like how similar and how different we can all be. Like that's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, I took more after my dad's genetics. Like he's all he's like 
my dad's side of the family are all tall and lanky. My mom's side of the family, they're all super short. So it's like, it's really weird. Like, so, but anyway, I got to yeah. get going. Uh, all right, I'll let you go, but let me tell you one, one quick story. All right. It's not even a story. It's just something that happened yesterday. You all got right. like one minute? Yeah. Okay, so I was sleeping last night. And like, so I wake, I, I wake up at 545 every day, right. To, uh, go to work. And I like leave the house by 630. So I wake up and I give myself 45 minutes and I go to bed at 945 every night. So I give myself eight hours to sleep. Oh, like fuck. I'm weird like that. Yeah. I really like my eight hours. Right. And I don't like waking up and I'm a deep sleeper. And my son, even when he like cries a little bit in the middle of the night, cause he sleeps with us in the same bed that doesn't really wake me up nothing really wakes me up the only thing that wakes me up is my phone ringing but nobody calls in the middle of the night you know like yeah. but i have my volume up all the way because i need to hear my alarm to wake up right yeah so last night excuse me the night before last night at 4 15 in the morning i get a phone call and i'm like i jolt awake i'm like what the fuck what is that? Who's calling me at four in the morning? And it's a number I do not recognize at all. So I'm like, what the hell is this spammy ass number? So I just like hang up and then I'm pissed off because it's hard to go back to sleep when you get jolted awake like that. But I go back to sleep and then I wake up and I check my voicemail and there's a voicemail and guess who it is, dude. Take one guess. I... <sighs> yeah. You probably won't get it. Yeah. It's Dave from dope. Oh, no way. Yeah, he called me to tell me that my order for a dopey shirt got fucked up and he <laughs> needs to know my size so he can fix the order. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, he's running that he's running that operation like he's got the weight of all that dopiness on his shoulders like Yeah, he does, dude. He really does. And like I fucking respect you know, and it's cool that he reached out and called me to let me know that my order got fucked up like that's a nice personal touch but he definitely woke me up and i didn't tell him that i was pissed about it but that's funny because be uh when i ordered my uh baseball tee from them i was they uh, fucked up my order too and chris emailed me when he was you know back in the day and he's like yeah uh he's like yeah well just tell me <laughs> what your size is and what color you want because they didn't have i guess the color i ordered and i was like i was like dude it's been two weeks like do you guys like get my shirt, mail it or something? He's like, oh shit, no. Oh, like we'll get you right now. And then it came in like a few days, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, I need that dope shirt, bro. I got to represent. I, I don't think there's anybody in a Tascadero that listens to Dopey. I could be wrong though. Yeah, dude, I, the only people who know about it is through me because I always talked about it in drug court. Yeah. I was like, and then I was wearing the Dopey hat. One day, the red dopey, like the illustrious rare dopey hat Dave had sent me back in the day, and my probation officer saw it when I went to see her. She's like, what's, your, what's on your hat? And I was like, uh, it's a dopey. She's <laughs> like, well, what, what's up? She's like asking me about it, all like concerned. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, about, it's a podcast about recovery. And, uh, dude, I didn't even know it was a dude nodding out like for the first like month that I listened to the podcast. I don't know how I didn't know that. But I just, like, thought it was a cartoon face. I didn't notice that it was, like, slumped over until I, like, heard it in the podcast. Well, it I, looks like, like, I kind of miss certain things like that. It's he, funny. He looks like Tiger Woods when he yeah. uh, took all those pills and, like, 
got like <laughs> pulled over for DUI or something because he was swerving yeah, in his car. Like it's just like shot of him. Yeah, yeah, it looks like Tiger. Yeah, it definitely faded Tiger Woods. Um, oh. So anyway, yeah, we're, I'm gonna get going, but uh, it was really good right, having man. you on, man. And uh, like, sure. yeah, definitely come back on. Like, we're gonna keep this in going. My co-host just got out of the app. So he'll be in the same area. All right, man. Yeah, for sure. Let's link up soon. All right, I'll give you a call. All right, I'll talk to you soon, Remember that motherfucker. Cause I'm the one y'all need to be rugged about. I can't help myself. 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 I